Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome back, everybody, to Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome to all our listeners, all our viewers on YouTube. I've got Cam, Jam and Steve with me. And we're doing the post-match analysis after the 5-4 defeat to Everton in the FA Cup. So even though the year ends in a one, we're not going to be winning the FA Cup this year. So uh, let's kill that one. Um, let me quickly give you the teams. So it's Lloris in goal, Doherty, Alderweireld, Sanchez, Davies, Hoybieg, Undombele, Lamella, Bergwijn, Lucas and Son. Uh, Cam, over to you in sunny Florida again. Do you want to give us some match stats? Yeah, I do. And the first match that I want to say is that uh, Mourinho seems to keep breaking records. The new record he just broke today was um, in seven previous games we played at Everton, we hadn't lost any of them. We'd, um, uh, I think, drawn four and won three. So our record at Goodison Park was pretty damn good over the last few years. So thanks for that, Mourinho. So that, 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 that streaks over. Um, overall, we still have a better record against Everton than they have against us, but that's changing rapidly. Uh, we've beaten them 68 times, they've beaten us uh, um, 57 times, and we've 56 draws out of 181 games. But today, interesting match stats. 57% possession for Tottenham. We had 29 shots, they had 17. We had 12 shots on target, they had 10. We had 15 corners as opposed to their two. And um, they committed 18 fouls last week, committed 13. Obviously, we're going to talk about the results, but that's, I think, some interesting stats there in terms of um, how many shots we've had. 29 shots with 12 on target. So I think that's something to talk about. Okay, excellent. Thanks very much for those great stats, Cam. Um, uh, first, let's come to... Uh, let's come to Jam first. Jam, tell us your thoughts about the uh, the, the formation and the lineup. So I thought it was a it was an interesting um, to not start with Kane. I mean, I kind of saw it coming, but I also at the same time didn't because it's the FA Cup and we should really be putting our best team forward. But you know, happily it, for you know the first what, twenty thirty minutes of the match, we were we were dominating. I thought we were playing very well, good attacking football. Um, I think Lamella and Lucas, who were the the two who you would question who actually did start. Um, were, were probably some of our best players in the, in, in the first few periods of the match. Um, as far as formation-wise, I think it was it, it was nice not to see a back five. You know, that's always good to see. Um, I, you know, Ndombele is growing as a central midfielder. Um, but, you know, he starts to fade towards the end of matches, I think. Um, it's a lot more it's a lot more running down there. Um, but, uh, yeah, up front, I think, was the major changes, not seeing Kane there. Yeah. Okay, so you think it was a good idea to have Kane in reserve on the on the bench? Yeah? Well, I would have personally probably started him because you know you put your best foot forward uh, when 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 he's available. Why not play him? But at the same time, once he did come on, he did not. He had some more opportunities where he could have done better. Yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, Steve. So talk us through. I mean, we made a really good start. Took the lead through a Sanchez corner. Could have scored well before then. Uh, could have got a second with. Uh, Lucas as well. I mean, talk us through your thoughts when you saw the first goal go in from your favourite player, Davinson Sanchez. How did you feel? <laughs> well, surprised. It's my first was my first reaction. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, strangely enough, we got a lot of corners today, and most of them managed to clear the first man, which normally they don't. 
And that's oh. the that, that was why we scored because we've got some decent corners in there. Um, I think that the first twenty minutes, I think we were all over them, and we dominated. What we didn't do is score um, yeah. or score more than one. Yeah. I mean, Morris scored within the first two minutes of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, should have scored before they got their their equalising goal. We could have been two or three nil up, and I think that's that was the crucial part of this game. After that, we were always we were always chasing it. Um, yeah. They got two goals in quick succession, which I thought was, um, you know, they were lucky really. In, well, yeah, three goals in quick succession. Kamal is, is telling me I sort of almost discount the penalty. But, um, yeah, I mean, Richarlison is a good player. If you give him room, he'll get the um, mm-hmm. the ball on target. Um, I don't know, but I'll we'll probably come on to it later. But I, I think that two of the goals were partly Lloris could have done better. Yeah. Um, if it was the, the player shot from very close range and he stayed, he stayed on his line. If he'd have taken a step forward, it changes all the angles when you when you have a player that close, and I thought he might have done something with two of those goals where they were sort of shot across him. The striker did well. You've got to get it on target. You've got to hit it hard and hit it across. But I thought he could have done better. Um, having said that, before you bring other people in, Ray, what I will say is I, I'm still happier that this was five four rather than a dire one yeah. nil. Um, we did give it a go, and it was exciting, and it was a good game, um, and it could have gone either way. It yeah. really could have. Um, if, but there was that a great block from their player, I think, in extra time on Harry Kane. Um, yeah, could have gone either way. It was an entertaining game. It's just a shame the result ended up as it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, do you think Everton wanted it a bit more than we did, or was the desire there from Spurs as well? I think um, I think there was more desire than I've seen in seen for a while. That I'm still worried that we don't move the ball quickly enough, and yeah. we are not direct enough. Yeah. Um, Holberg was still coming and collecting the ball and taking other players' space. He was taking other players' space. And I mm-hmm. imagine we're going to come on to the, the disaster that is Winks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Save we'll save the best for later. We'll save the best yeah. for later. I don't know what, what you can do with him, really. It's um, it's a shame. Uh, uh, I, think, I think there's some certain phases to the match. So, as you said, the first phase of the match, we were all over them. We scored. Yeah. Then there's just no, another phase in the middle where they scored three goals in quick succession. Then there's another phase where we came back to 3-3, another phase and another phase and phase, 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 etc. Yeah. So the game was played in phases. So, Cam, you know, building on from that, what happened? How did we let in three goals in such a sh- short period of time? Talk me through your thoughts about that, that specific period. I mean, it was just a horror show, wasn't it? I mean, <clears throat> I mean... You always say, Ray, that you can always um, trace a goal back to a mistake. Well, yeah. you didn't have to trace very far with any of those, did you, really? No, no you exactly, yeah. Very far at all. I mean, uh, what can I say? I mean, I, I'm just horrified um, by the first goal because we were passing it out from the back yeah. totally ridiculously. There was a... Um, we had, Toby had the ball. He passes it to, to Davis. Davis passes it to Hoybier. Hoybier passes it to Everton, just outside our box. Two yeah. black pounds on it. Um, uh, Calvert Lewin hits it, and Lloris palms it into the uh, into the goal. I mean, I can't say that he tried to save it. He palms it into the goal. I you mean, think you should have saved that, Cam? 
you're, you're a cla- you're a, supposed to be a world class uh, goalkeeper. The shots straight at you. How many shots were straight at the Everton goalkeeper that we hit? Right, all of them went over. He's palmed them where they needed to. Remember that son shot that he went straight at him with that power? Did he palm it into the goal? No. Lloris palmed it into the goal. There was no other way to look at it. So we had four of our defensive players, four of them. All of them uh, had a horror show. No, two mistakes in that goal then. First, Hoiberg losing it, and then Lloris palming it away. Is that right? I would go even further than that and say, uh, um, uh, uh, why, why did we... He should have cleared it down the line, couldn't he? Two players around, three players around him, right? Alduara, Toby, and... And uh, he could have just booted it anywhere. And that yeah, it's been- a hospital ball, really, wasn't it? That was a terrible... All the balls were terrible. I mean, so that was just, you know... As soon as he passed it to Davis, you could just see the goal coming because we just knew that we were not good enough. Unfortunately, we're not good enough to hold the ball. And we've known that all along because, let's face it, when we've been defending like headless chickens, as we have been doing in many of the games before, we've always handed the ball back to, to the opposition and we've just come at us and come at us and come at us. And inevitably, we've let in goals. And this one was just, that was a horror show. Okay. I mean, the, the penalty... I mean, oh, hold on a second. Let me come to you. I want to bring Jam in because he hasn't said much. And then I'll come back to you for the penalty. Jam, what about the second goal for Rich Allison? Um, I just want to echo two things real quickly there. Steve, I think you're absolutely right with the 5-4. It's, it's, it's much better. It's much better. Much better football from The, the result is the same. 1-0 or 5-4. It's the, same, it's the same, but the amount, the foot, you know, I, I, like I've said before, I don't mind losing, but as long as we're, we're, we're fighting, it's better, but I'm going to say it's not, it's not enough. It's not enough at the end of the day, you know, um, when you're, it's self-inflicting goals. Self-inflicting goals has been like, you, you might as well call 2020, 2021 season, the season of self-inflicting goals. Cause it's, it's been, it's been stupid. It's just been so. So bad. the first goal, the first goal we said, you know, two mis, well, Larice made mistakes. Hoyberg made mistakes. So a couple of mistakes. Goal. Talk the about the second goal. There's a, there's a, you know, it's easy, it's easy to say, you know, um, when I first saw it, I was like, Toby, why wasn't, wasn't he closing Richardson down? Which he absolutely should have been. Uh, but it all stems from Sanchez jumping up to try and header the ball away. And did you see that? Did you see the header? He can header the ball well to score a goal, but you can't just header a ball to clear it. It's a simple, simple header. He headers it like he hasn't got a neck, you know, and it goes flopping off, goes right into the opposition's player's hands. And Richardson's a very good footballer. You know, if he's going to have space, to, to you know, take two touches and, and take a shot. It's usually going to be on target. Yeah, yeah. I think Toby could have done a little better, but I'm not going to blame him for that goal. That's yeah. I don't think Lloris had a chance with that one. It was too no, Lloris did not have a chance. It was a very good yeah. shot. Steve, talk us through the third goal. Then you mentioned about the penalty. Was it a penalty or not? I mean, whether he meant it or not is irrelevant. I think intent doesn't come into it. I think if you if you stop somebody scoring or if you trip somebody up. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it, it was a penalty. You know, in this day and age, it, it's just it's but going to. It just goes back to your point because Alderweireld was covering the run by um, Calvert Lewin. What the hell is Hoiberg doing running back there as well? I, I mean, it's just <clears throat> that's what Hoy, what happens with Holberg Hoiberg is he gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. You know, he gets closer and closer to the centre halves. He wants the ball in a stupid in stupid positions when his back is facing the play. He can't see what's going on, and he's he's clearly a dominant character. So people give him the ball, even though they should be giving it to somebody else's. Yes. Not that that yes. was in this case, but I think it's it's part and parcel of his persona, of the way he plays the game. Um, you know, it's a penalty. What do you do? Um, 
Well, I mean, I'm not sure what stage of the game was, but I think also um, Sanchez pushed someone in the back as well. So we were probably yeah, okay with that one. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got away was, with that I one as well. Again, in that position, there was no need. As if there's yeah. ever a need, there yeah. is no need to do it. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. it back, gets back to the whole philosophy about football, really, doesn't it? Is that 90% of it's played in your head. It's not played with your feet. It's yeah. your positional sense. It's your understanding of what to do in particular situations, yeah. making the right choices, uh, being playing on your front foot rather than on the back foot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think we can say it wasn't a penalty. It was a penalty, and there you go. Guilty, put it away. Uh, the only other thing is if you keep them out of your penalty area in the first place and don't concede possession, which we did start to do after the, the, our first 20 minutes, then you put yourself under pressure. Yeah. Cam, talk, let's talk through now. Um, so we, we got a goal just before half-time through Lamella, who I thought had one of his best games ever for Tottenham yeah. in a Tottenham shirt. I really thought he played really well. He made some good tackles, played some good balls up front, scored a goal. Tell us about the goal and tell us what you thought of Lamella's performance, Cam. I thought Lamella's performance was so good that um, it was inevitable he was going to be taken off. I mean, then he, we were going to talk about that later. He was tired. He was tired. Yeah, he, he was, was tired. tired. But we, do need, we needed some bite, um, and he gave us that. I think the difference between Lamella's performance and Ndombele, Bergwijn and Mora's performance, pulling those four aside, I thought Son had made some very good runs too, so I'm not going to include him with those three, was that he... Actually, he had the bite, he had the touch, and he and he he had a, he was fast, quick, and he was moving the ball forward. I can't say that about the other three. I thought Mora was running around a lot, a lot of headless chicken stuff from Mora, but his finishing and his um, passing left a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. Not impressed with Ndombele or, or Berwen. I'm sorry to say it, but those two together in a number of the last games that we've lost have not been inspiring at all. And I just don't get why you guys think they're, 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 they're the bee's knees. The shit. Excuse my... Uh, You're not supposed to use bad language on this podcast, please. Okay, I'm sorry about I'm that. I'm going to have to edit that out now. They're poo-poo. Going to bleep it, you know. I'm going to bleep, I'm gonna have to get the bleepers on you now. But anyway, <laughs> what about the goal before, before Lamella? Just, hold on. About Lamella. He showed what you need from people who are going to have a bit of bite, a bit of desire, and a bit of, bit of the um, spirit to want to take the game to the players. All, everybody else on the pitch at that time had, had gone down and we were looking at, we could have had, it could have been four. Remember they had another really yeah, good yeah. They should mm. have scored. It could have been four. That was Sanchez's mistake again, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, well, the, thing, the fact is, it was Lavella was the only one who was actually still running and still playing like he was. It was a great ball to him. I think it was a one-two with them. It was a one-two, he got a little lucky. Absolutely, lucky, but he was there. Great finish. Um, but the question I want to ask you, is in all the games that we've had, and normally I think in the last four or five games has been nowhere, has given very little to the team. And if he's doing the same role as Hoybier, all you think that's happening is that Steve's saying is Hoybier's going deeper and deeper and deeper and getting these uh, two feet passes, which mean absolutely nothing from the from the back four. You wonder what the point of that is. Um, and 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 uh, uh, if you, anyone can show me the last six games, one killer ball. That anomalies pass that may not have yes. been a goal or has as um, led to a, a, a clear cut chance. I haven't seen it unless I'm blind. And uh, the chance that, that Bergwijn had, I mean, I remember when Son had a really good turn, Bergwijn was free, he looked at him and he took the shot on, right? And then Bergwijn threw his hands up in horror. Well, Bergwijn, we've been throwing our hands up in horror for the last uh, year. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, and you could throw your hands up as much as it like, but everybody knows you would not have scored. Yeah, well, Son didn't score either, but anyway, let's, let's, we don't want to get hooked up on this now. Yeah. So we go in at 3-2 down, and then I'm going to come to you in a minute, Jam, don't worry. Uh, so, and then, um, Steve, I can't, I can't resist saying this. Steve's favourite player gets another goal from a corner, two goals in one game, Davinson Sanchez, and we're back in it, Steve. How do we do that? Extraordinary. Well, th- this is because we're up, we are clearing the first man on the corners and we're getting the ball in there. And Sanchez, for all his faults, manages to react quickly and um, sort of shin the ball into the goal. But but they all count. Yeah. I think we shouldn't be distracted by Sanchez's two goals in terms of his defensive play and his defensive performance. Mm. Um, that's probably I think that's the first time he's scored in at least two and a half years. Mm. This is something that happens on a regular basis. This was a bit of a fluke, this situation. Um, yeah, and, I mean, fluke or not, he scored two goals. Without those yeah, goals, we would have That's, that's great. That's great that he did. And, but it was about the delivery. And yeah. if he hadn't been playing and somebody else had, we may have got something as well. Okay. So I would say this is, this is, you know, the turning point for Sanchez. He's going to turn into this sort of John Terry-type player who's going to get... Phony, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... He's not, is he? Let me, um, let me talk about Sanchez now, Steve. Hold on. I oh, want to have my say. I will bring you back in. Don't worry. But Sanchez was great. Scored two goals. Again, defensive frailties. We know all about them. Misplaced headers, lack of concentration. I mean, when you've got Sanchez and Lloris both having stinkers, you know, it's very difficult. I didn't think Doherty was that bad. I know Kamal hates him, but he wasn't that bad. And then Davis is Davis. I'm not even going to say anything about him. But I want to come back now to Jam. So we're 3-3. We're doing well. We look like we're the only team going to win it. And then Richarlison goes and scores a fourth. What's going on there, Jam? Why did that happen? Oh, well, I mean, everyone seemed to be, all, all our players at least seem to be upset about something. And I'm not really sure what they were. I think there was a foul on Lucas I mean, Moura leading up. Either way, you're professionals and you can't get caught up in such. There was no foul. There's nothing there. It was ridiculous. The fact that they were still complaining about it just really shows the mentality of the team. It's like they're trying to grasp at straws over here. And that's really what frustrates me the most about this team right now is that they have no real identity about themselves. Um, Did Lloris have a chance with the, with the fourth goal or not? Lloris, I, I think it was a good goal from Richardson, if I remember correctly, right? I don't, I don't think Lloris had much. It was very close to Lloris, wasn't it? Lloris it was still a really good shot, was it? he could have done more. Well, that, was, that was the winner, I was thinking. We'll come to you in a minute, Steve, and Cam on that. I don't remember the goal too well, to be perfectly honest. There was a lot of them in this match. Okay, um, so it's 4 3. I do remember them, everyone scrambling about being like, uh, what, what's going on? What's going on? Everyone blaming each other. I think that's a big issue, though. Cam, do you think Lloris could have done more for the fourth goal or not? What I want to say about the fourth goal is this is that is again a number eight. He's holding the ball, he's got two players, three players around him. He, he tries to go, he chucks, he dives, he does all sorts of things like that. But what he doesn't do is clear the ball. Exactly. He doesn't release the ball, does he? He has a chance, right? Right on, the, on where we are, put, a, put the team in danger, falls over, tries to get a free kick. It doesn't come off. All the players are then attracted to that because the, the, the thing that hit me about the, that fourth goal, Kev, which I know you don't remember, is the time and the space that uh, Richardson had. When he, when he, he stayed onside, when it? he sorry. ahead, uh, on, uh, as far as I can see, facing the, on the left side, right, the t- he took another couple of touches, nobody was near him, Nobody closed him down, right? And uh, um, he went across from Lloris. Lloris could have done a hell of a lot better than that. I, I'm sorry to have to say it. Being beaten at your far post, 
from that that angle, it's got to be something absolutely amazing. And it was a good shot, but it wasn't. Uh, I, I would put it down to another goalkeeping um, lapse. But where were the players? Where was anyone th- throwing themselves at him? Where was anyone closing him down? He had so much time and space um, because they were all obsessed with this. I, I do remember now. Going on earlier, which is just so ridiculous. It just, uh, I mean, it, it beggars belief. Sanchez, I feel like, was not in position also, uh, for that goal, which another one could come down to him. It was a good, tricky finish from Richardson, but um, absolutely, Norris should have been doing better. You know, from the from his angle, his position is not good. His position is not good. But Ndombele doesn't know how to clear the ball. All he knows how no, he doesn't. He always tries to jinx out, play a killer pass from wherever he is. He doesn't know. I think Cam's right. He doesn't know how to clear the ball. He always jinx out. But anyway, four. Let me become four three down. And then Steve uh, cross from the left from Son and our mate, our Ari, scores to make it 4-4. Good goal, good cross by Son. Uh, uh, it was a very, very good goal and it was a beautiful cross from Son. Uh, his quick feet made the space and he put the perfect cross in. And I think once Harry had got into that position, um, he couldn't miss it really. So, uh, but Son, that was made by Son. Son put it on a plate for him. But Harry's still got to wrestle through two players to get to the position where he can hit it. Uh, yeah. I don't think Decius would have got anywhere near that if he'd been playing in that position. No. no. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a great goal. And I thought we're going to kick on from here. It's for, for all. The um, the momentum is with us. And um, we, hopefully we'll go on and win it. So why didn't we go on and win it then, Steve? <laughs> I think we became nervous, hesitant too afraid to, um, to to make the killer pass or attempt the killer pass. And then we were just winding down the clock and wanting to get through and see what happened at um, extra time. I understand that because if you make a mistake with three minutes or six minutes to go, the chances of you coming They're back over are, yeah. are extremely limited. So, okay, you get through to um, extra time and you take it from there. I think it shows a lot of... Vinicius and Sissoko were about to come on, weren't they? Until yeah, they that, back that goal, and then he, he reappraised the situation. Um, but on the positive side, sees on the positive side, it shows a lot of fight and character to come back from three-one down away from home in a cup tie to come back to three-three, and then to go four-three down and then come back to four-four. I think that shows a lot of heart, a lot of character, and I think the team should be praised for that. They did really well to come back. Yes, they had problems at the back. We know those problems are there. They're not going to be fixed overnight. And you know, you the, think, we, right, it's you, not you, often that you have it. See, it's not often that you have it. Right, yeah, I mean, hold on a second. Right? I think I'm. Listen, I'm not saying it's a great performance, but to come back from three-one down to three-three, and then four, go four-three down and come back to four-four. I just thought they had a bit of. I mean, Everton weren't that great either, but they showed a bit of fight. I think. Well, right. Right. Hold on, I haven't finished yet. The problem is when you've got your goalkeeper and one of your centre backs having stinkers. And you can't, you really can't survive that type of thing. Go ahead, Cam. Well, my p- position is the only way you can lose a game is having scored four goals is if you concede five. I mean, and it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, how, how Tottenham conceding five under the Mourinho style of not no football? I mean, we're going from one extreme yes. to the other here, right? He just shows he's lost his magic. Well, I mean, I don't know what's going on because. We, let, let's go back to the game against Brighton or game against um, the first half against uh, Chelsea, which wasn't that long ago, right? <laughs> we, when we were playing zombie football 
10 players behind the ball, couldn't, wouldn't defend, were just defending, couldn't do anything else. And now, apparently, we can attack, we can dominate a bit in midfield, which means then we can't defend. So we can't play a full, proper game. Either we can defend a little bit, still concede a goal, but not be able to attack. Why didn't we, why didn't we, go, 10 at, why didn't we go 10 at the back when we were 1-0 up then, Cam? Why didn't we what? Why didn't we do the low block, two backs of four, when we went 1-0 up like we did against other teams? We can't play that. We, we, can't play we, can't we don't have the players to play that. Yeah, we can't. We, yeah. we tried it, but with those defenders, and with, them, with what, we've done, what we did, it was um, clearly wasn't going to work. That, um, point that I'm trying to did what he did in the sense that I thought he, he played so much I mean, better than he had played yet. I mean, any team like to see that yeah, yeah, I mean, not great. Against, okay, listen, um, let's move on now. Um, I think this is all getting very, um, you know, Cam's going to start having fire coming out of his ears in a minute. I don't want to burn the podcast. But listen, I want to talk about something. Hold on. I want to talk about Deli Ali. He came on. How, did, how long did he get, Steve? He got, he got the Roughly, how long did Deli Ali get? But 30 minutes? Sum up now. What do you think we're going to be doing? So he had 45 minutes, 15 minutes. Cam, what do you think? I'll the time for Jam, I'm going to come to you. How did Deli Ali? I watched him play yesterday. I'll come to you, Steve. Jam, I hope Wednesday might be his favour. I mean, it was difficult. That was very, very tiring. They were... It will be a tough game, but once and I think if we put out our best team, because he will put out his strongest team, I think we can easily overrun him. The only thing I've known that he did was he got booked for diving. But then yeah, you know, diamond, which was, you know, actually probably a good booking. Um, in the Tottenham team. Um, Let's remember, they did overrun um, us on the first yeah, no, game. There's, the there's nothing to talk about with Deli Ali, the fact, uh, the, other than the fact that he came on and was there, but... So Cam, you know, Cam, but having, having said that, having said that, having said that, can I just say, let's give Deli Ali a break. You know, we were giving Lamella stick two or three matches ago for not having a good performance after being injured for so long and not playing for so long. Let's, let's give him a break. Let's give him. He's not been injured for so long. He's just not let's been in. Let's get back into rhythm. He's been injured for at least two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, what we're so what we're told. You know, let's get He's him, him back into rhythm of playing football again. I would love to have Deli Ali back as an option. And Cam, how did Deli Ali do? I would have put Delhi in instead of Ndombele. I'm sorry, he's not adding any value at all. He seems to be a player right now. Have you seen Delhi Ali play as a centre midfielder? It's the I worst thing that's true. ever happened. It's terrible. Well, I don't think that you cannot play there. I'm sorry. Delhi Ali's best position is behind the striker, Cam. It is, he's a second striker. Take Ndombele out, put Sissoko with Obier, maybe, maybe, and have Delhi in front of them. But I don't think there's room in this team in the way that we play. But when Delhi came on, Cam, I want you to talk about what, how did he do when he came on, Delhi Ali? Delhi did one interesting thing, which was a very good defensive header from a, um, yeah. uh, from a cross that came in. Um, well, offensively? Offensively, I, uh, I will say to you, can I be very honest here? And I would say, if that, um, if the Everton penalty was a penalty, then Delhi's was definitely a penalty. I don't think he should have been booked. He was definitely chopped in the box. And I think that the refereeing in this game has been outrageous. Oh, the was poor. I thought that the VAR was outrageous. If VAR was reviewing that, what happened, what Hobie did, which was an innocent uh, collision. Doesn't matter, intent doesn't come into it, I but told you. Why then the collision with, against, with Delhi was not, was not exactly treated in the same way? It didn't way. look like a penalty to me. But anyway, you, you're veering from the question, which was how did he do in the match? I think that somebody coming on in the, in the, after a very long time, he didn't do that as badly as some of the other players that were there. Yeah, I, even ran I thought he did okay, to be honest. I thought okay. he, he puffed. 
but he didn't blow down any houses, but at least he did huff and puff. Okay, uh, Steve, how do you think Deli Ali did? Uh, I still think he didn't move the, the ball quickly enough. And he never does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, in terms of the penalty decision or whatever, it might have been a penalty if you were Man United or Liverpool. It's not going to be a penalty for Spurs. That's just the way it is. And it probably wouldn't be for Everton either. He did do one good thing that I recall, is that he did a back heel on the right to allow Sissoko to, I think, run through for a good cross. Actually, I can't remember whether it was a good cross. It It was certainly a cross opportunity. And that's something he does which no one else would do. Um, I mean, Mora tried it in the first half and with flicks and flicks, but it didn't really work. But um, I, I would say he hasn't done enough to get back fully into the frame. Okay. Um, yeah, his work rate isn't okay. there. Would he have done more to bail? Hold on a second. We'll come to that in a minute. So we'll come back to Cam's favourite subject later, the elephant in the room. <laughs> I want to talk now about Steve's. Steve's got some really favourite players. So he loves Davinson Sanchez. And he loves it. There's nobody better than the next player I'm going to mention that he loves, which is the pirouetting Harry Winks. Oh, God. I'm going to come to Cam first today to give me, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Tell me what, how you think Harry Winks did, Cam. I think Harry Winks had a nightmare of a game, but I don't think that he needs to be pilloried as much as you guys want to. I think he's had some good games today. For some reason or another, he was, he was awful. It was so bad that, um, I would like to, um, I don't want to ask a question about rather than, I want to take this away from Winks. I think we're going to treat No, no, I'll ask the questions today. How did Harry Winks play? Come on, you're not going to start hosting the podcast now. What was the role of Winks when we're 4-4, trying to go forward to win a game, you put on a defensive midfielder? Yeah, bring on your 16-year-old. Because was getting tired. You take off Lamella, take Hovier off then. But you take off an attacking player and, he, and you put that on. I mean, is he playing? You can't take Rubier off. He never comes off. Is he needs to break sometimes. I mean, I mean, we can attack Wings, and rightly so. And I know Steve's, I can see the fire coming out. <laughs> Ian, you've gone red, mate. You've gone red. Before we attack Wings, we have to ask, what the hell's he doing on the pitch in the first place when we're four? No, four. no, that's the wrong question because... He's actually on the pitch regardless. That decision's been made. We have no input into that. How did he do once? Okay, Ken. You don't want to say anything about Winks. I'm going to go to Steve. Steve, how do you think Harry Winks do, Steve? I want to love Winks. You know, he's the one of our own, all the rest of our own, isn't he? However, I can't do that. You know, he looked... You know, a man at sea. He was utterly out of his depth. And this has been building, hasn't it? He yeah. can't, his first touch is appalling. He was responsible for the fifth goal. He lost it in midfield. Yeah. Um, he couldn't cushion the ball. He played on his, on his back, on his, on his heels rather than on his toes. When the ball came to him, he was all crikey. I've got a ball. What am I going to do next? He, he didn't even do the pirouetting and keep possession that he normally does or has done in the past. And as for that final inverted commas shot, what, what was that? It's the last minute of the game. If you get a chance, you get a half chance, you've got to turn it into a proper chance. Yeah. So a possible chance has to be a definite chance. Yeah, just smash it into the box like trying to get a rebound or something. Yeah, smash it into a player or something. He He hasn't got the skill or the ability to do that. It's just the way it is. And, And before I finish on that, what I would have done, I would have gone to a back three. I don't care who the back three was, but it wouldn't have been Sanchez. I would have put Sanchez up front as a target man. 
and we whack that ball up to him, like we did with Lorente, and actually what we like, used to do in the past with Michael Dawson when we were losing. Yeah, you were last the time. Eight, 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 and uh, 5-4, it's a cup game. Jam, you're going to miss out on the fun here, Jam. Oh, no, absolutely what's your, what's your view about um, okay. Harry Winks, one of our own? So I like to think of Winks as like, you know, there's, there's a lot of passengers in football. You, you'll hear that term a lot. But he's more of a pedestrian. You know, he's not even a passenger. He's just living his life on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's there to maybe let the ball pass through him as opposed to make something happen throughout on the pitch. And and I'm really sorry, Wings, because like, like Steve said, I really want to love him. I really want you know one of our own to succeed. Yeah. But you know he can probably succeed at a at a, at a West Brom or Championship club. Unfortunately for oh, him, not a Premier League. He's not a Premier League. You know what I think? He's going to make it. I remember one. He's like I completely disagree. Uh, I don't. Because I'm sorry, Winks. Winks is just—he's like—he's like you know—if you can imagine Scott Parker and what he was like at 16 years old, he was probably as good as, <laughs> as Winks is right now. You know, uh, oh, Scott Parker had a lot of the same. Comparison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, comparing com- comparing him, he plays in the similar style that Scott Parker did. Yeah, but Scott Parker actually brought something to a team. You know, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm like, he brought something to a team and also attacking, he brought something to the team. Whereas Winks just kind of. He, he's a connection between the ball. He, he might as well not be there so that the ball can be passed, passed to the next player who's going to, he, he's, he's going to. Okay, Jam, that's good. Okay, listen, I'm not even going to bother talking about Wings. He's so not worth, worth even talking about. Yeah. But I'm I want to make it his passion. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Cam now before we close the podcast. I want to get Cam's views on Bale. He's not even in the squad on the substitute bench. The elephant in the room, as you called him. What, what, what's going on there, Cam? I think he was injured. I think yeah. he had a little niggle. Um, but this would have been an IBL game for Bale. Exactly. If you bring Bale on with 10 minutes ago, exactly. He had a niggle. There was an excuse. Poor Bale had to um, cry out on this one. I mean, we had that free kick towards the end, Cam, where Harry Kane has never scored from a free kick. That would have been ideal for Bale. That would have been ideal. Um, we, we, I mean, can I... I mean, that's just... What I'd like to know from all of you before we finish on Bale or whatever it is, I want to ask a simple question. Why... Yeah. Uh, apart from when Ericsson was with us, but since uh, for the last uh, few years, we've never really, Eric, since he's gone, there's nobody who can really consistently score from free kicks. We no, see a team who has no ability to score from dead ball situations. I mean, look at Ward Prowse. I mean, he, you know, what's his ratio? Oh, and he does run out Absolutely. That's a very good point. You don't have anybody who can score from free kicks. In England for God knows how many years, right? But Spurs have got, have, not really ever been able to produce or find players who can deliver from a dead ball situation. And to be perfectly honest with you, how do you expect to win anything or do anything in the Premiership in this day and age if you can't ever score from a dead ball situation? I mean, all right, uh, we had one goal, I think, from Dyer, was it? And that was about it? Dyer's our free kick specialist and he was on the bench. Yeah, he, he would be taking the free kicks, I think, if he was on the yeah. field. And even then, you wouldn't have so much more confidence. You wouldn't have much more confidence than when you have from Kane taking a free kick. Because yeah. when he stepped yeah. up, I was like, well, you know, he's not going to score. So mm. what's the point? If Ericsson was coming up there, you yeah. would feel like, oh, yeah, they might have something. Chelsea a few yeah. seasons ago would have Hazard step up, be like, okay, man, this is a real opportunity here. Harry Kane steps up any... in so a very good position. It's more an opportunity for them on the break. I'm Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, this is a really good discussion, you know, and I hope our listeners and our viewers find it of interest. I'm going to wrap up now some takeaways and some thoughts, and I want a prediction for Man City. I'm going to start with Jam. Give us your main takeaways from today and give us a prediction for Man City, please. 
main takeaway from today is that it was an absolutely better performance than we have had in the last month or so. Um, you know, even though we lost, there was bite, there was fight, but the same old issues come back to haunt us, which is defense, and our defense is just a shambolic. You know, even though Toby is our best defender, he is a couple years off the pace, unfortunately for him, and no one else has stepped up to really replace him. Okay, and the prediction for uh, Saturday against Man City? Man City? <laughs> We're going to lose. We're going to lose big time. What's the score? Uh, you know... <sighs> This being Jose, we you you know you might just he might just nick it he might just nick it, but I, I see us losing two 0 Okay, thanks for that, uh, Cam. So your takeaway from today's match and your prediction for Man City. Takeaway from my from today's match very simple, right? We push hard. We know what's wrong with the team, and we uh, it's like um, a lot of a, le- a, a leaky bucket. Where we just go in there and we plug one bit, so we put the metal up, we fight, we move forward, and then another little hole opens up in the in the guise of the goalkeeper. Who, uh, um, we just cannot seem to plug everything. We can't seem to play as a complete team. Either we're going to play well up front, and then we're going to be very bad at the back, or we're going to play well at the back and be very bad up front or in midfield. And we just can't seem to get it together as a complete team. And I think we've got some real problems with the back four and the goalkeeper. And, I mean, we've been saying this all along, whether we lose 1-0 or we lose 2-0 or today we let in five goals. Can you imagine if the score had been today 5-0 and we hadn't taken our chance to score any, what we'd be saying then? We scored four goals, but let's not forget we leaked uh, five. You play like you did today against um, a strong Manchester City team because, to be honest, we played a weakened uh, Everton team at the end. They didn't have Hamish. Uh, Calvert-Lewin went off about half-time. Um, and they didn't have with their other players. They hardly had anyone on the bench. A strong Manchester City team would have destroyed us maybe about 7, 8, 9 nil. What's going to happen this weekend? I think we um, Mourinho's personal record against Pep is absolutely excellent. But as I'm saying, we are now proving to Mourinho that every record he's ever set will be destroyed at Spurs. So uh, um, I'll go with Jem, and I'm just hoping the rot won't be so bad where we get destroyed and humiliated and maybe come out with a draw at best, if not maybe a 3-0 loss. Okay, thank you very much. Steve, takeaways and prediction? Well, there's quite a few takeaways, isn't there, really? Keep it short, though. I will try to, yeah. um, I feel sorry for Toby. Um, He may be, you know, not quite the player he once was, but he's still the best defender we've got. And I look at him and put yourself in his position and think, who the hell do I pass to? I'm sat here. I've got the ball. I've got Doherty. I've got Sanchez. I've got Hoybier, who's just walked all the way up to me within three feet. I feel sorry for him (laughs) doing that. Um, At least he's not the goalkeeper he once was. Um, Having said all that, I think I was, I thought there was some fight and I'm happy it's 5-4 rather than 1-0. And we gave it a go. For, Against Man City, the Man City we'll be playing is, the, is a different Man City than the team we, we, we beat 2-0. Uh, even without De Bruyne, who is probably the best striker and passer of the ball in the league. Alongside Kane, actually, in terms of passing. But I would suspect if we can keep it to, to a 2-0 defeat, that'll be a positive for us. OK, good. So last but not least, my takeaways from this were, you know, it doesn't matter what we do in midfield or up front. We can do good stuff there, like Cam said. But the defence... The defence need a, a complete overhaul. We need a new keeper, a new central defensive pairing, and we need, we need new full-backs. I mean, regu- I'm sorry, not except for Reguon, we need a new right-back. 
need complete overhaul in defence. It's so blatantly obvious to me the defence, as Cam said, we let in five goals, could have been eight or nine. The defence really needs to be um, strengthened and overhauled, and I think hopefully he'll concentrate that in the summer. In terms of Man City, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's either going to lose six or seven nil, or we, we might even get a draw, or as Jam says, we might even nick it. You never know. I doubt it very much. We played extra time as well. We're going to be really tired. So let's hope. For that. I think I agree with you guys. A two or three nil loss is actually like a victory, really. It will help, I think. So um, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for all our listeners and viewers for listening to the Spurs 95 over one podcast. We appreciate it. Can I just add one thing, Ray? And that is, um, so if we lose two or three nil, can we celebrate? Yeah. Okay. I will never celebrate. I don't know what our top fan you are, but I'll never celebrate a loss. We could be doing this podcast as if it was a victory. Oh, we only lost 3 0. Yeah! <laughs> okay. So, thanks to all our listeners, Spurs 9501 podcast. Thanks for all our listeners and our viewers on YouTube. Appreciate you listening to our post match analysis of the 5 4 defeat to Everton in the FA Cup. And it's a goodbye from Steve in London. Can you say something? Can you say goodbye, Steve? No. I can. Strangely enough, I do have that ability. Not many, they, but that can one. You say goodbye. goodbye. Yeah. And from Cam in Florida. Come on, you first. Goodbye, everyone. And Jam in Connecticut. Come on, Tottenham. And this is Ray in London saying goodbye. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to uh, you listening to uh, the next episode. And hopefully, despite what Cam said, maybe a good result against Man City. Come on, you Spurs. (laughs) Come on, on, you Spurs. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.